Hello, everyone. I'm Reggie Young. I'm here with JV Ortiz. JV, if you could take a quick second to explain a little bit about who you are and how you got started. Hey, guys. Uh, my name is JV. I am a online entrepreneur. I've, I've run a blog in the past that I sold. I built it up while traveling the world for four years. And since selling it, I'm building a new business. And I got started just by a lot of curiosity. And I think the biggest seed that was planted through the many books I read and videos I watched about entrepreneurship was the concept of the four hour work week by Tim Ferriss. And that really inspired me to create a uh, digital products business sold on a niche website, which yeah, I made it happen over the years to started in late 2016 and here I am today, I guess on the other side. Awesome. Yeah. Uh to be honest, the four-hour work week was, I'm sure like other entrepreneurs, especially around that time frame, was like the entrepreneurship Bible. It's, it literally is the book that inspired me as well to quit my nine to five. Um, if you could, can you talk a little bit about the blog that you started and uh, maybe the niche and like the, your whole journey with that? Yeah, definitely. So when I first, so I didn't finish college actually, like I didn't find myself able to fit myself into any sort of career, that path, like I was very, um, entrepreneurial, just trying different hustles and nothing really stuck. And I was selling many things on eBay. I was doing Amazon, but not like a brand. I was just doing some, some arbitrage and I didn't kind of like lost some motivation with that. And I started to just do research on eBay for like, what's the best product to sell. And I was filtering through the products and I found the Nike shoe that was going for $800. And it looked like a normal shoe to me. And I was really surprised there were a lot of sales. Um, and I noticed the profit margin on that was incredible. Like people were making a couple hundred dollars per shoe. So I was like, I got to learn how to do this. I started reselling shoes and I still had the four hour work week in mind. And I didn't like managing inventory or scaling that and i wanted to make an educational resource for people who wanted to learn about the the shoe game so that's where i came up with my website and uh yeah made wrote an ebook about shoe reselling and then a blog about that and that, that's that's kind of how it started that's really cool um i remember when maybe like around 2015, 2016, a few of my friends uh, were also trying to flip um, drops online. And I remember thinking to myself, man, you know, I could probably give them good advice on, on how to do that. Even though I had no idea what I was doing. I, I, was, I just thought, hey, I just graduated from, from business school. I could probably um, give, you know, good principles for them to follow. Um, but you're actually the first person I've met that made a legitimate resource, got it profitable, was able to travel the world because of that resource and then sold it. And now you're kind of like doing different things. So that, to me, that sounds really cool. If, if anyone's interested, where would they maybe take a look at um, resources to, you know, start flipping uh, sneakers or shoes online or, or doing any of those kind of like early stage things that you had uh, started doing? Yeah. You know, the incredible thing about the, the internet and how things are today with, um, people sharing their stories and how technology has progressed. Like there's so many YouTubers and so many TikTokers now that whatever you're drawn to and whatever you're, you think you might be good at, 
so many people are giving advice, like people like yourself or people out there telling their stories. So I would just say, be curious and, um, just start Googling. Like that's, that's what I did. Um, whenever I first started and when I built my website, like I, I made sure it was a really good resource. So whenever people were Googling, like how do I resell shoes that actually just started to, to rank in Google. And, uh, I, I believe like Google's intention and even like YouTube or TikTok is to give, push the best information on these topics. So whatever topic you're interested in, Google it, find the resource and just continue to be curious. And it might not be issue reselling. It might be something totally different. So yeah, no, totally. I had one of my uh, previous coworkers I used to work with, excuse me, just like a, a few years ago, they reach out to me every now and then, and they're always asking, Hey, like, what do you recommend we do like to get started? And I primarily teach private label and e-commerce, Amazon FBA is my primary thing that I teach. Um, but I don't want to just drive someone directly to Amazon FBA. Um, and I, I gave them the same piece of advice that you're giving the audience right now, which is like, I really love that. What you said is be curious because when you're curious, you'll find a bunch of influencers out there, so much information out there now. I, I always say like, just spend a few hours learning maybe the different types of business models. And you've had that experience as well, right? Like, sounds like you, you're doing eBay and not, I meet very few people who did eBay back in the day. So in my opinion, that, that means that you've already kind of gone through like the crucible of like trying different business models and learning different aspects of each one. Um, and then finding the one that really worked for you, doubling down on that, uh, and then making that uh, become the, the freedom that allows you to escape your nine to five. Definitely. Yeah. Cool. Um, so next thing I want to kind of talk about is, you know, what kind of struggles did you run into while you were going through these different business models and eventually settling on blogging? Yeah. So I would say that my, yeah, I, I didn't find longevity in the first sort of hustle that I had, like it wasn't really attached to a, a market or anything that was, you know, like had, yeah, like I said, longevity, I wanted to build more of like a machine that lasted. And that's when I came up with the idea of a blog, because, you know, if you build something up to a, a certain level, any sort of business, um, it'll sort of pay dividends and, um, yeah, the, the road to, to making a blog is really slow and it was definitely tough in the beginning to, um, manage you know, making money through the side of hustles, selling shoes, et cetera, while my blog was uh, starting to slowly become profitable. How long did it take for your blog from the time you like decided to buy the domain name, set up the website, you know, probably publish your first article till the time that you were able to replace your income with it? How long did that take you? Um, so in terms of like replacing the actual, I guess, livable first world sort of income, it took two years about, but what I did actually is, so I bought the domain in November, 2016, I threw up a sales page and I had no idea what I was doing. I was just trying to like spam people to go to it. I was like going in YouTube comments or like forums or whatever, like, yeah. Hey, check this out. Yeah. Wasn't really working. And, um, I actually decided to, uh, uh, get, get my own press, like be my own press agent, you know, like find people who are willing to, uh, you know, I'm like, Hey, I have this, like, I, I resell shoes. I have this resource. Like, could I talk about it on your blog? So I, a few months later, 
I was able to um, get in touch with a guy who ran a blog and he had written an article about shoes, but he didn't really know. Um, he didn't have a ton of knowledge on the topic and I knew I knew more about it. So I was like, hey, I can make your audience, your article better for your audience if you could just kind of, you know, shout out my blog and maybe an affiliate thing or whatever. And once that happened, she actually gave me the tip of like creating more of a blog section. He was like, you should really just focus on the blog to get organic traffic rather than just trying to like get people through whatever means possible to the sales page. And so about a year later, so a few months in, I got that little press pump and I started writing articles consistently. I started doing YouTube videos consistently, slowly growing. And after about a year and a half, I was making enough that I could travel in Southeast Asia. So that's something like I learned from Tim Ferriss for a work week. You know, I wasn't making much. I was making like a thousand dollars a month, but it was like after that had happened, like three, four months in a row, I was like, okay, I can make the job and buy one way ticket to, to Thailand. Oh, that's exciting. And like I said, a year, a year later, it scaled to like a much more livable income. Oh, that's amazing. I, I'm, I think to myself, Lino, the average probably audience member who first listens to this thinks, oh, two years until you're making a level of income. I think most people who start online business don't really become profitable to at least, a, in my opinion, at least a year. Like very few people are able to start a business, learn the business model, get it up and running and profitable and quit their job You know, within a year. That usually ends up being, in my opinion, a very, very rare case. Um, at least for my experience, when I first started e-commerce. It was 2015. I was selling uh, iPhone 6 phone cases. And that process took me from the time I decided I wanted to do it, you know, watching YouTube videos, trying to source from Alibaba, not having taken a course and um, got all the inventory in, did everything. And I only had probably three sales. My mom, somebody in Turkey who charged me, who ended up doing a chargeback. Um, and then one person in Canada was probably like my only real customer over the period of like four months after a few thousand dollars in inventory and another thousand dollars in ad spend, I had failed that. And then I had moved to drop shipping. Um, took me a few months to go through the course, get everything set up. Uh, thankfully had made a good amount of money within the first few months, but it wasn't enough to replace my income. That, that whole process probably took me close to a year. So I think if anyone's ever discouraged in starting an online business, you know, you have to kind of see it as the long game. Like how much do you really want that personal freedom? Whether that's the, you know, the freedom to work on the things that you want to, or like help other people, or just, you know, quit your nine to five and kind of travel Southeast Asia. Uh, you, you, at the end of the day, you can't escape hard work. And um, regardless of whatever business model you choose, you're going to have to work insanely hard, probably much harder than you think, uh, in my opinion, to reach that level of, of uh, financial freedom. And uh, one thing I found very interesting is 2015, 2016, is when I also made the decision that I would be a uh, like digital nomad, like make some money online, read the four hour work week when I was underground as a missileer and was just inspired. But I was like, crap, it's too late. I literally just signed a five-year contract uh, with the military. Like I can't, I, I can't do it. So I'm super envious and super excited to hear your story of like, you, you did, you started in 2015, 2016, did the grind, made the jump. I think very few people are, at least that I meet, we're, they're really afraid to kind of like let go of it all. But, you know, you can always get a job. You can always lean back on your past experience. Um, it, but the, the opportunity cost of not trying and, and opening up those other doors, I think, is very, um, 
very it's very exciting and it it should be something that I think hopefully that most entrepreneurs or people who want to make money online definitely definitely try and and, and reach for. Um, if you could, could you talk a little bit about uh, some maybe some of the cool places you've been um, when you when you were traveling, some of the cool countries, maybe like some uh, interesting experiences or things that you like the most or learn the most while, while traveling. Yeah, so when I traveled, I really quickly, I don't know if it's just like an inherent characteristic I had, but like, I really just wanted to feel like, you know, immersed, like I didn't do touristy stuff. I was like, I want to like live there and feel it. So um, whenever I posted up somewhere, I just kind of soaked in the the culture and the surroundings. So I'm, I actually, I grew up in the Midwest in, in Pennsylvania. It's a very boring uh, culture. There's much going on there. So um, whenever I went to Thailand, you know, just being immersed in all these amazing cultures was, and living it was amazing. It actually like fueled me to inspire, like, I got to keep doing this. I got to, you know, keep putting work into my business so it can scale, so I can continue to do this. And about six months into my travels, I ended up in Bali and I, I picked up surfing, which I would say like very much changed my life. It, it brought me to Hawaii where, um, I was, I, I think you're, I know you're from there. So, um, I spent about two years there and, um, surfing and working on my business. And I, yeah, it's, it's just incredible that I was able to create an income mach machine that allowed me to, um, hold my craft of surfing because I, I didn't grow up doing it. it. It's a very, um, you know, it takes a lot of commitment. So I, I kind of. Towards the end of my entrepreneurial uh, journey with the website, I was just making surfing my full-time income. I was like, wow, like this is, this is amazing. And like when people would talk to me about business and everything, like, and they, they saw, I was like, just like surfing loud or whatever. They're like, oh, how, how are you doing this? Yeah. Uh, I built this like website thing, whatever, like, and uh, yeah. So I think the most amazing thing that business allows is the ability to find your dream and, and live it. And for me, that ended up being surfing. Yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm sure anyone who hears that is also going to love that as well. Um, you know what, at least for me, when I first started traveling, I was, and before then I was in North Dakota for five years and I spent uh, probably a little bit less than half the month underground every single month for close to five years. And it was a small town of North Dakota. Uh, I wasn't able to take much vacation just because of the way things were set up. So when I started traveling, not only was it ama an amazing experience, but it was like even more of like this real hit in the face of like, wow, here's another culture. Here's another, you know, I'm not stuck, I'm not stuck underground. I'm not stuck in this small town. I'm not stuck in this state. I, you know, I'm, I'm doing anything I want and everything around me is getting me excited and inspired. And with that, like you said, it really doubles down on you finding what I'm calling is like, you know, my own path or whatever, you know, my purpose. And for you, it's like, you know, finding your dream and living it. And I also really love that the way you stated that is like, you give yourself the opportunity to be around other people and be around probably different. I'm, I'm sure when you're in Bali, you met a lot of other uh, nomads or people making money online uh, that you maybe were all also able to mastermind or learn other things of which probably helped you with uh, where you're at now. Yeah, that's, that's another thing I totally forgot, but it's much more important than me finding surfing. It's, it was finding the people along the way that really, um, 
shared so much with me and I learned so much from so many people around the world that were doing so many incredible things because I think when you make the jump and you're traveling and you do a digital nomad thing, unlike no matter where you're from, like people in wherever, like your hometown or whatever are, are more of a similar set mindset, which is, it's not necessarily bad. It's just, it's different. And whenever you're out there, just out there, you know, like whether it's Mexico city, Bali, um, Thailand, wherever, like third world and like people are gathering you, you meet people who just operate on a different level and they think a different way. And that's why I continued and still continue to just travel all the time. It's not even necessarily, like I said, for the tourist experience, it's more for like growing and learning with, yeah, the people, just finding really great people that are super helpful along the way. Yeah, totally. Um, that, again, that makes me also think of uh, another person who reached out to me and they're like, hey, you know, I really want to, I really want to learn what you're doing, but I can't find, or I'm stuck around people who are of a different mindset, you know, more, they're more kind of locked into their way of life right now. And it, it doesn't align with, with what they want to do. And they ask, you know, what, what conferences do I recommend? Um, who do I recommend following? It just, I really just doubled right back down to like, get, you know, like you said, get curious, Google stuff, spend a good amount of time researching the different things. But when you're trying to find this community, don't feel like you have to immediately go fly to Bali, you know, pay for the sick, most sickest like co-working space, go to like the coolest meetups. And then you're going to find that one person and that one tip and that one business model that's going to make it all work. I think step one would be like, like you said, which I love that, get curious. But there's so many free like Facebook groups and online communities, discords that you can join right now for free. Um, but once, once you do that, that top level research and you niche down to whatever that community is, you can immediately join an online community and then DM people, ask them, you know, if you see someone post about their success or their struggles, like literally DM them and ask them like, hey, you know, like congratulations, or do you have any advice for me? Or, you know, I'm stuck with this. Could you help me or offer that help back? And you really can start building community. And I also did the same thing for myself. When I was stuck in North Dakota, I couldn't find that community anywhere, like anywhere. Like most people, who, especially in 2015, 2016, trying to build an online business back then was, it wasn't seen as, as lucrative as it is now. Um, so it was really hard to find a community. And I found that community, um, through Facebook groups, through paid masterminds, through, you know, um, and then through that, I found the conferences that I wanted to go through. And then through that, I found people who offered me jobs, offered me equity, you know, um, or who I ended up leaning on advice when I ran into a problem that they had previously solved before. So I think that's like the easiest way to scale up into a higher level network where that freedom is research, online free communities. And then from there, you find the events. And then from there, you, you know, replace your income or, take a vacation or, um, you know, instead of taking your next vacation just to go and, and lay on the beach somewhere, why not take a vacation at a conference that's near the beach and then make, make it about the conference and the beach, right. And then, and the networking. So, um, I think for people who may not already be there, this is a great way uh, to go about doing that. So JV, if you could, could you maybe explain a little bit about, you know, what you're working on now? And, and since you, you've sold your, your blog, like, well, you know, what, what things are you thinking about now and, and what direction are you, are you trying to move in life? Yeah. So I want to talk about like starting from scratch again, because I'm essentially starting from scratch. Yeah. I got like um, a bit of a windfall from the blog, but like that was another thing 
I, I really messed up the partnership and the exit of that, which, um, yeah, it's just all part of the journey. So, um, things don't always go to plan. That's one thing I wanted to kind of touch on. Like, even if I, you know, I built this incredible thing, it was worth a lot of money at a certain point, but you can make some, um, poor decisions or kind of take your eye off the ball, which can happen when you're doing the four work week thing. And whenever I was like surfing too much, so that, that kind of happens. So like, don't get too lost in the freedom or too lost in the lifestyle. That's um, one word of warning. I would tell people you can get high on your success. And for me, it was like, you know, the blog was making money. I was surfing a ton. Crypto was going crazy, like in a good way before. And, um, you know, a lot of that kind of crumbled this year. So, um, I'm actually kind of dealing with, with, with some losses from that. And that's just all part of journey, all part of entrepreneurship. If anyone hits a rut, whether it's in the beginning or in the middle, um, just continue to persist. And that's really why I want to tell people because, um, yeah, I feel like I'm very much building something from the ground up right now. So, um, I am right now I'm starting a new niche website. Um, and it took me a few months to identify the, the niche and I'm growing it and yeah, fo focusing on that while I, you know, I'm sort of documenting my journey as well on, on social media to, um, yeah, really see if I can repeat the same process again and, uh, you know, jet, jet off to, to Bali or, or wherever and, uh, yeah, just ooh, and start a new thing up. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Um, I love the transparency, right? Um, you exit your business. Um, you realize you could have maybe exited in, in a more valuable way to you. And then you, we have to start over, right? Um, I myself have, since I sold my business, I've made some investments that have not been the best financial investments I've ever made. And they've actually lost me a good amount of money. Um, and I have to, in that aspect, I've had to recover from that. So even when you sell your business for a large amount of money, it's the game's not over, right? And even I know people who have sold their business for millions, like for millions and millions of dollars. And it's not like life doesn't end. It's not all like good to go after that, right? Like life will find some kind of way to, in my opinion, force you to grow or just push yes. you back. And that, that's just my opinion, whether it's financially, you know, spiritually, emotionally, whatever your mindset, and you may think like, oh, things are good. Well, you know, we may get stuck. We may get high in our success. We may get drunk off our comfort right with you know and it isn't sometimes it's through the inspiration i think or through pain that allows us to kind of push through we have to be honest with ourselves as people who are trying to be the best versions of ourselves of like hey like what's working what's not and and how can i do better right um one of the things that that i do and i i mentioned on this podcast is since selling my business one of the things i've, I've done is i realized having gone through that process and helped a lot of other people through that process as well whether it's just through through questions or things like that is i've gotten my certification as an exit advisor um, and since most businesses right now that are selling are Amazon e-commerce businesses, I feel like I can actually help a lot of other people in that space. And like the one, the network that's come just, just from positioning myself that, that way has opened a whole nother trajectory, right? So we can leverage our past success. We can leverage our current skill set, whether you've made an online, uh, like online income or not. Think about like your strengths that you currently have and then try and like touch find different touch points because there will be other opportunities uh, in that as well. Uh, another thing I wanted to quickly talk about, I took notes over here, um, was your, 
uh, your exit. So if you could, could you explain maybe some, uh, some things you wish you had done better um, from, you know, the, the way you exited versus like in hindsight, right? Everything is to hindsight 2020, but what would you maybe have done differently uh, having exited your website? Sure. So there was a moment where it's funny because I look at the, um, if you ever see like the psychology of Wall Street chart where it says like the top is euphoria and then there's like denial, fear, whatever, I, I forget how it goes. But um, the I had the same experience when I was running my website and it was, it was high and I was euphoric and I was getting some crazy offers, which, you know, whenever you're euphoric, it's time to sell, you know? Right. And uh, that was the moment to sell. Like back in COVID, my website was going nuts. Like, um, it was doing crazy numbers. I was getting good valuations and I was like, no, I think it's going to keep going. And it wasn't until, like I said, I, I took my eye off the ball and I, I took on a business partner from a position more of desperation rather than a position of like empowerment. So I wasn't really picky with who I partnered with. And also I... I did a weird kind of equity deal one in reality it would have better if I just sold out, right? Because I essentially did an equity sale and basically lost the remaining half of the business to the guy just because of like, you know, the sort of deal I had signed and the kind of stress I was under and the um, position of like desperation, like I said, and like a kind of like a fear-based mindset. So like I said about the investing, like when, whenever you're fearful, like, you know, that's, this guy smelled the fear and he, he like jumped on and that's one, like I should have really pushed and maybe not sold or sold in a, took a better way. Yeah. 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 Definitely hear what you're saying. Somewhat of a similar story for me is like, I decided to sell my business during COVID as well. Um, or I considered selling it when COVID popped off was like 2020, May, 2020, my, my Amazon brand, uh, one of the, one of the stores was averaging like $15,000 a month in profit. So I was like, Oh, and I kind of looked around my opportunity and I thought, man, like, okay, COVID's still on the uprise. Like my search volume has jumped like through the roof. So like things are going up. Like I see some other opportunity here, here, and here, but I kind of capped out here. Um, but I thought to myself, you know, the best time to sell a business is the reality is, in my opinion, the best time to sell your business is when, when times are good. It's really hard to sell a business when times are bad. You know, as we think about the macro environment, um, there are so many different things to consider. The macro environment, like the global economy as a whole, uh, the buyer environment, you have people who normally buy from private equity side, aggregators, people you know, with a large VC funding. And then you also have other successful entrepreneurs that may be trying to roll up another business or brand new entrepreneurs who want to start a business. Uh, by taking a loan out and purchasing a business that way. So, and then on, on top of that, you also have your niche. So what's the, what's the trend in your niche, right? So you want to try and balance all of those things uh, and find what's the most like biggest priority for you, right? So whether it's exiting for me at the, at that point, I was like, okay, I could, I can exit now and then take that money and then scale faster. Uh, so that's what I've tried to do since then. And, and for me, I, things in different investments, some that haven't worked out that well, some that are doing pretty well right now, and then also leveraging my experience and my story to, again, create other opportunities and diversify uh, what I'm currently doing. But then what I really love for you is like, okay, you went through that. One, I love how transparent you are about 
your story. So I really appreciate that. I think it's going to hopefully resonate with a lot of other people. But then too, like doubling down on what worked before. Um, So like getting back into the game, you know how to build blogs, you know niche websites. So you identified another one and now you're going after that success. And it's like, the way I see it is hits a a whole first that bad. Whether that's like... um, Either selling a business, okay, that, you could see that as, as a swing, but let's let's talk about like getting profitable online, right? Like very few people, will, their first website will make them enough money for them to quit quit their job and and get profitable in six months, right? So the same thing with with private labeling, same thing with a lot of other things out there. So uh, definitely, obviously, starting is the most important thing, but like you said, not giving up, uh, but then doubling back down on what works, I think is is absolutely critical um, because you've already done a, a lot of that hard work. If you have all that experience. Uh, and you might as well leverage what you already know. Yeah, definitely. I think even um, for those of you who are just starting out, you can use the same. Uh, like there's something, I I just have a belief that there's like some skill or something in anyone. If you're drawn towards entrepreneurship, there's something in you that, like I'm, I'm realizing now, like I'm the same person I was like before I started this thing. It didn't really change me a ton. Yes, I gained all this experience, but like, like I said, the curiosity and self-awareness and like just knowledge of the world. If you haven't started at all, you have that kind of uh, inclinations that are going to allow you to succeed if you believe um, and and just persist. Whether, like I said, you're starting from scratch or if you're going round two, um, there's there's something in you that can that can really help. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I got me thinking, right? So I just got done making. I've been working on a journaling since when I started my online business in 2015, right around, it took me a year, probably a a solid year from the time I realized like, Hey, it's not so much the business model I'm choosing. It's me. It's my mindset, my level of awareness, whether it comes to my, my awareness and how I structure my day or how I think about business or how I think about making decisions or like being balanced and centered. So what I've done is over the last like close to seven years, I've tried to find a journaling system that works best for me, but also touches all different aspects of like, you know, time boxing, top 80, 20 rule, Pareto's law, um, the one thing, self-reflection, you know, all, all these different things. And I've been building this planner that it's in my bag over there. I want to go reach and grab it. But if everyone wants to check nice. that out at reggieyoung.com forward slash planner, um, I recommend anyone, if you, if you haven't reached a level of success that you want, is to start writing things down. Right. Um, because when you write things down, one, you can see what you have to do for the day. That's very, very basic. But over time, you're going to start to realize the more you write down, the more you're going to start to manifest things. And you're going to have a better picture on how you need to adjust. Um, and it's going to help you stay consistent. Right. So you, oh, I missed yesterday's you know, planner or journal activity. Right. And it kind of helps build that habit and, and that momentum to keep you moving forward. And I think, uh, like what you said, is like, you know, having that self awareness and not, not quitting is, is, is just so critically important. Yeah, and I will say that one thing I I did forget is I I journaled and I continue to journal daily, and that yeah, it's a really actionable way to develop self awareness and to like looking back because one thing I do in my practice of, of journaling, I, I look back to in the past months, and I'm like, okay, where did it, it's kind of like you're you're climbing up a mountain, everything's very foggy or whatever. And then you reach a certain point, there's no fog, and you turn around and you look at like, what path, what path have I taken? Am I, am I doing the right thing? And I feel like that's exactly kind of what happens in the mind when you're journaling. Cause whenever you're doing it, like 
forward. It's very hard to see where you're going. When you look back, you're like, oh, this is kind of how my mindset has meandered and like how I've progressed or how I've, um, you know, maybe fallen backwards. And yeah, journaling is super, super important. I really recommend it. Right. I love that. And uh, I love that you also journal. I feel like some of the most successful people I've met, not just like financially, but the most like centered and balanced people who have also achieved financial success, I end up finding that they journal too. You know, they do some kind, they have some kind of physical book that they write stuff down in. And that includes things that they need to be doing, things they want to be doing better, uh, and some kind of self reflection, some kind of like, you know, slow down and let's just like write some things out and look back on how we can do better and and also look forward to make sure we know where we're going. So absolutely love that. So make sure you you start journaling. My process when I started journaling, it didn't, I didn't even want to journal. Like I hate writing stuff down. I've always hated it. So for me, I, the way I started with it was just like a small notepad. I would literally do, I'd write down like 10 things I have to do today. And then I was so busy that notepad turned into a notebook. And then I just, I literally had like, like 20 tasks that I had to do, like random things. And then I realized like, oh crap, like I'm, wor- I'm all over the place. So then I started like, okay, priority boards and then like Eisenhower matrix or like this, all these different models to come up with something. Uh, I recommend what, if you haven't done anything like that, at least start, again, I have my planner, regyoung.com forward slash planner. If everyone is a vault member, I give uh, vault members a free copy. Um, I also don't also don't make any money on the planner. I think I make like 20 cents because I really want people to get into the habit of like of journaling and uh, doing some kind of productivity system because I think it's absolutely life-changing. And uh, it looks like it was also life-changing for you as well. And it looks like it was one of the pillars that, that led to your success and, and your continued ability to kind of stay grounded and, and stay on, on, on purpose and know where you want to move. Yeah, yeah, totally. Cool, sweet. Well, JV, do you have any uh, like last minute uh, parting advice for anyone else who is looking to get started, maybe do what you're doing uh, or kind of push through, uh, you know, an initial uh, blockages in, in their entrepreneurship journey? Yeah, I think, like I said, having the biggest tips of advice I have is be aware of yourself and develop some true confidence. Like whenever you're really aware and you realize what you're actually good at, That'll give you the confidence to go forward and figure out what the world wants. Like you have to have a self-awareness and a world awareness and whatever you connect your skills and your confidence with what the world needs and you just persist, like that's going to drive you through um, all the ups and downs. And uh, so, yeah, I would say that making decisions are way more important than labor. And that's actually the basis of like the four hour work week and it's what I do in my daily life. And what I did when I was only working literally four hours a week or even one hour a week, I would just make sure I made good decisions. So even if I was out there surfing or whatever, I would wait until like, okay, what's the right move to make? Like, should I um, hire this person? Should I tell this person to do that? Whatever. You have to be a very good decision maker maker when it comes to starting and running business. Um, that's, yeah, that's, that's, that's pretty much Excellent. Yeah. I love the that. gist of it. Yeah. Getting confidence. Uh, well, the first thing you said to talk about is getting confidence. I remember when I heard, um, something, you know, somewhat similar advice of like, you know, believe in yourself or like we all have skills and talents. And I remember thinking to myself at the time, this was probably like literally like 20, I've, I've heard about it a lot. Actually, the first time I thought about this, I was in university at the air force Academy and I was just like super stressed out. It was 
way too high level of an academic challenging environment than I was definitely used to. And I kept hearing like, yeah, you know, you guys are like, you're the best in the nation or you guys have been, you know, they're really trying to build this up. And I thought to myself like, nah, I really like, I'm not the most athletic person by far, especially compared to these D1 athletes coming in. I'm not the smartest compared to these people who have taken Talco one and two already. You know, I, I like, I barely passed algebra when I was younger. And I thought to myself, man, well, what am I good at? You know? And I thought, you know what I'm really good at is super smash brothers Melly on the GameCube. Like I <laughs> failed seven and eighth grade because of that game. And I, I thought back like, well, what did I do? Why well, I, I played that game all day, every day. All my friends like knew that I was about that game. I even like to the point where I would take notes on, on like how many steps and, and spaces and seconds I would take to move the joystick and do all, I would master every single character. Um, and it was crazy because I ended up trying to lean on that in university. But I remember when I was trying to do my online business and get started, I, I let kind of that be, and it sounds pretty lame, but I let that be the confidence that, that, that led to the next level of confidence, right? So whatever that is, if you have any kind of momentum, look back, celebrate that win and let that build your confidence up, right? Inherently, like we're human beings, we have the full power to manifest other human beings, children, change the world, right? Like, so that power is already in us. And sometimes it just takes a little bit more belief. And um, if you don't re readily believe that within yourself, that's okay. Like just start uh, celebrating the small wins and, and, uh, and, and go for there. So go from there. So JV, I want to really thank you for coming on the podcast. Uh, really enjoyed this interview. Uh, if anyone's interested in uh, following, following your story, learning from you or, or seeing what you're up to, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah, I would say uh, you could follow my Instagram. It's, the surferpreneur so like you know the the surfer and that printer and i i have a tiktok as well and i'm documenting my my journeys and yeah shoot me a message there if you want to connect well definitely so i'll i'll link your instagram down below in the description for anyone who's interested um again jv thank you and uh, we'll hopefully have you back on um uh, maybe a few months from now when you got your your blog up and running or you're you're on to your next thing so Again, thank you for being on the show and uh, we'll be in touch. Take care. Sure. Yeah, thanks, Reddy. Bye. All right.